Good evening everyone and welcome to the Festival of Leo. It's certainly hot enough and we've got our red moon tonight as well to look forward to. I think it's the last of this year I believe. So as we come together for the Festival of Leo, the creative art of poetry provides an opening reflection in this well-known poem of William Wordsworth. The world is too much with us, whose title alone says so much. The world is too much with us, late and soon, getting and spending, we lay waste our powers, little we see in nature that is ours. We have given our hearts away, a sordid boon. The sea that bears her bosom to the moon, the winds that will be howling at all hours, are all upgathered now like sleeping flowers. And for this, for everything, we are out of tune. It moves us not. Great God, I'd rather be a pagan, suckled in a creed outworn. So might I, standing on this pleasant lea, have glimpses that would make me less forlorn, have sight of Proteus rising from the sea, or hear old Triton blow his wreathed horn. So how well this sums up today's world, the chaotic state of affairs, causing some to turn away from the news. So dire it all seems. Perhaps the psychosynthesis founder, Roberta Assagioli, was right when he wrote that we need to read the news, but only in homeopathic doses. In this way, perhaps, we can avoid an individual or collective despondency. Clearly, seeing the state of the world takes a strong heart. The courage of a lion, perhaps. But equally, in the wake of overwhelming world problems and apparent lack of unity, so many people are reaching out, first emotionally, and then through the power of the heart in an expansive identity away from the personal I am orientation towards I am that state of consciousness. So before we go further, let's pause for reflection and say together the Gayatri. O Thou, who givest sustenance to the universe, from whom all things proceed, to whom all things return, unveil to us the face of the true spiritual sun, hidden by a disk of golden light, that we may know the truth 
and do our whole duty as we journey to thy sacred feet. Reflection on this wonderful Vedic mantram of the Gayatri powerfully evokes the expansion of identity towards the I am that state of group consciousness. And the spiritual cry unveiled to us the face of the true spiritual sun is a demand for the elevating power of love wisdom that will lead us towards the glory that lies behind the divine plan as it exists in the mind of the Logos. The question is, are we brave enough to make this injunction that we may know the truth and do our whole duty as we journey to thy sacred feet? And it's a question that we must each ask ourselves in the deep silence of the heart. An extraordinary potency is released when the cry of the disciple says, unveil to us the face of the true spiritual son. When it is issued forth from the secret chamber of the heart. Esoteric teachings refer to this unveiling as the revelation of the heart of the sun, that mysterious subjective sphere which lies back of our physical sun, and of which our physical sun is but the environing shield and envelope. From here, the light of God's love flows into its microcosmic correspondence, the egoic lotus on the mental plane, and on into the disciples etheric heart center. Related to this, the following mystic phrase given by the Tibetan to one of his disciples, to whom he emphasized the visualization of the color gold. The golden rays that issue from the heart of the sun pour forth and bathe my soul and the soul of all created forms. Within those forms, the life of God awakens and the power of God streams forth as will, as dedication to the plan, as strength to work and give, as must a son of God. The golden rays that issue from the heart of the sun carry a vital transmuting power, for as the alchemists of old knew well, there is a direct relationship between gold and light. And in the words of Robert Flood, hermetic gold is the flux of sunbeams or of light suffused invisibly and magically 
into the body of the world. Light is also sublimated gold. Light in the celestial world, being subtle, vaporous, magically exalted gold. So the great achievements of the alchemists are known to prosperity by the increased quality of light their practice brought to the mundane world. And in our times, at the start of the Aquarian age, we have the great invocation as a means of continuing this great work of precipitating celestial gold into the world, of drawing the flame of spirit down into the minds of men so that it may touch and lift, converting into itself the conscious material essences of the lower kingdoms of nature. So it's this golden light that provides the key to working with the energy of Leo. And as the disciple becomes aware of this light of love pouring into the heart center, inner recognitions of divinity are stimulated. And as this path is followed to its higher counterpart in the head, group revelation blazes forth. And this heart center in the head is the microcosmic correspondence to the central spiritual sun, where the will aspect infuses heart energy with directing power. And when the disciple sets foot on this path between these two centers, the message of the Gayatri becomes clear. As it is from the spiritual sun that all things proceed and to whom all things return. The path of the heart must by definition be one of recognitions. And in Leo we have the sun ruling in all three aspects, the physical sun, the heart of the sun, the central spiritual sun, the only sign in which this triplicity occurs. So the plea for the unveiling of the true spiritual sun can only be effective when the request is made within the secret chamber of the heart. For it is here that the core reverberates along the esoteric pathway that leads to the most high evoking certain response. Furthermore, the fires of the heart offer a protective love to that which is evoked, safely absorbing and radiating the energy of truth released during the unveiling. And such an unveiling involves direct experience of the love that qualifies the solar logos an expansive energy on whose waves a sun of righteousness arises with healing in his wings. So this phrase, the sun of righteousness, is probably most readily associated with the Christ, but it equally applies to all who have conquered matter to rise into the life more abundant. And all the great sons of gods are recorded this term and as the new age unfolds with its emphasis on group consciousness the opportunity of following their lead is afforded 
to discipleship groups who seek truth only in order to love more fully. And drawing on the creative imagination, such groups can be visualized, rising on waves of energy and transmitting the qualities revealed deep into human consciousness. Evoking a stream of subjective recognitions in preparation for the reappearance of the Christ. So this term righteousness is also worthy of further reflection derived from the old English word rightwise and breaking it down further into two words right and wise reveals an interesting combination of forces. Right itself has many meanings, of course, such as morally correct, good, to move in a straight line, etc. And the word wise has evolved to mean to see, way of proceeding, to know the way. So righteousness, therefore, incorporates the idea of expanded vision and spiritual direction. Its energy dispels the complexity of everyday relationships and revitalizes them with simple dynamic principles. And given this, those who express righteousness carry great healing power in their wings, for it is a natural restorative of peace, harmony and completeness. And this releasing quality can already be seen taking root in the world through the new group of world servers. So returning to our reflection on the Gayatri, it's notable that it is a group invocation and bearing in mind the magnitude of the revelation that being called for, it's prudent that the call is a collective one made on behalf of true seekers everywhere. At the center of the new group of world servers, we can imagine a sun rising to receive the revelation through which the life more abundantly may shine out, pouring its blessings on humanity and lifting all eyes towards a new vision of beauty and order. Leo is an integral factor in this new way of seeing for Leo is the highest form of expression when it expresses the light of the whole of the soul that gradually illumines the wider field of relationships and dispels the glamour of separateness. Leo is a major point on the fixed cross, symbolic of discipleship, where the disciple takes a stand at the centre of downpouring and outflowing forces. And this shift to the fixed cross of discipleship is a response to the heart of the sun, bringing with it a new way of experiencing reality and of serving. In esoteric astrology, we read, the fixed cross is the cross of light and playing through this cross all the time and emanating from Leo are the fires of God, cosmic, solar and planetary, producing purification 
the intensification of the light and eventual revelation to the purified man who stands in light. From Aries comes cosmic fire, from Sagittarius comes planetary fire, and from Leo comes solar fire. And each of these fires clears the way by burning for the expression of the three divine aspects, spirit, Aries, soul, Leo, and body, Sagittarius. Such is the scientific basis for the yoga of fire. So with the growing numbers who are steadily awakening to the light and fire of the soul, a change of heart will provide solutions to all of humanity's problems. We will surely begin to see the growth of harmlessness, sharing, cooperation, selfless giving, coming into living expression as more people react with compassion to the dreadful events that are taking place in the world. The body, the world body, needs to act upon the desperate need so many people now experience and from which no country is excluded. Perhaps by some sort of martial plan to protect essential resources from exploitation by the few or the powerful, along with a corresponding distribution plan. Such a change of heart is symbolized by the transformation of the lion, the symbol of Leo, and expressed in the following extract from the old commentary. The lion begins to roar and rushing to the stream of life, drinks deep. Then having drunk, the magic of the water works. He stands transformed. The lion disappears and he who bears the water pot stands forth and starts upon his mission. So this alludes to the transition into Aquarius, the polar opposite sign of Leo, bringing in the waters of life for the transformed Leo subject to circulate to all in service. For the new group of world servers anchors this life, its servers in every country without exception, carrying the pitcher of water upon their shoulders. Circulation and transformation are the basic characteristics of life, from the air we breathe to the water we drink and the blood that flows through our veins. All things that sustain life pursue cycles of transformation in response to the divine circulatory flow from which they have emerged. The mind and knowledge have developed rapidly but it seems that it is now the heart that needs to be awakened. Harmony in the world can only emerge when this flow is reflected in human enterprise too. Money and provisions, knowledge and information, art and culture, free circulation determines the well-being and steady evolutionary transformation of, <clears throat> of all things.
In this scenario, consciousness is the most important factor. Resonance with the flow, not dissonance, creates the upward spiraling into ever higher levels of synthesis, supporting ever greater inclusiveness and harmony. Dissonance sends a downward spiral of intensified separation and unresolved conflict. And we can see dissonance in action globally as worldwide emergencies pile up and international cooperation stalls at a point of supreme crisis. This cannot be sustained indefinitely, for crisis by definition is a point at which change must come. The field of tension that envelops this crisis cannot be sustained indefinitely, and at some point it will break into active expression. As a result, humanity will either emerge into a higher integration or sink into greater separation and conflict. The mounting tension in world politics is caused by so many world factors, but some political scientists have spoken of factors like rising multipolarity, whereby global decision-making is harder to reach as more nations of influence sit around the negotiating table, each with their own agendas. Harder, more complex problems have arisen due to the deepening interdependence, as well as a host of new social, environmental, and cultural issues. Institutional inertia, this is where the main powers who developed the post-war institutions embedded their own core interests within their organizational and cognitive structures and are reluctant to give up their privileged positions. Fragmentation, the rising number of multilateral and transnational organizations has created a more complex system of global governments with conflicting mandates, uncoordinated policy interventions and increased competition. So although these problems on the path to international unity are of a different type and scope to those faced in the past, it's still the spirit of cooperative goodwill and sharing that is revealing the way to resolve them. And while restoring progress is not simple, the underlying state of consciousness required is straightforward and active in so many numerous thinkers, institutions, government offices and movements around the world. The spirit of pragmatic goodwill must shape the political architecture of the future and be brought to a focus at the point where ideas and policy meet as a mission statement in the journal Global Policy describes it. There's a growing concern by people of goodwill over the lack of cooperation between nations today and the rise of authoritarianism in the world. Even so, we know that freedom and spiritual security are already seed ideas in human consciousness and engrossing the minds of leading thinkers. And it's interesting, therefore, to recall 
that the entire work of spiritual hierarchy is controlled from that great distant sun, Sirius. But until Christ came and revealed the love of God to humanity, its influence was not recognized and little of it was focused in the hierarchy. So Sirius rules Leo in the cosmic sense and therefore apart from our solar system altogether. And its principle of freedom and aspect of cosmic love is focused through the blazing star in the heart of the lion, Regulus. And just as the human heart regulates and distributes the life principle throughout the body, this star regulates the flow of Syrian influences to earth in a measured and rhythmic way. And this is suggested by its name Regulus and its association with the words regular and regulation, whose root meaning is continuing rules for guidance. The Syrian principle of freedom is therefore regulated by the little king in the heart of Leo before entering our solar system. And a measure of this is focused through Uranus, with which the advanced meditator works and serves. So adding to the mix, the organizing principle and influence of the seventh ray that characterizes that planet. A potent regulating and organizing process then follows adapting this principle of freedom to life on Earth. And while the idea of rules and regulations may be anathema to many who are just stepping on to the spiritual path, the seasoned traveler knows that liberation and that pulling away from form is attained through obedience of matter to impose spiritual rhythms. A joyous and elevating fire is kindled within substance by spiritual regulation. And this enables a human being to experience directly the freedom of the higher spheres while still incarnated on earth. So through the interplay of the forces of Leo and Aquarius, therefore, we have one of the keys to ordered ceremonial living on earth in harmony with spiritual laws and rhythms. So it's with this thought in mind that we'll now go into our meditation using the keynote, I am that and that am I. Letting in the light. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers 
mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart in the great ashram of Sanakamara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the centre where the will of God is known.
higher interlude we hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay. Reflect on the seed thought, I am that, and that am I.
precipitation using the creative imagination we visualize the energies of light love and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. We use the sixfold progression of divine love as a sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and physical centers of distribution. Lower interlude. We focus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together, sound the affirmation. In the center of all love. I stand from that center, I, the soul, will outward move. May the love, sorry, from, from that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart through my group and throughout the world. We visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ.
distribution. As the great invocation has sounded, you visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. Just to say that the um, peak of the full moon is tomorrow morning at the terrible time of 2.36 tomorrow morning, British summer time. 
Good evening.